Yo, 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 JC in the house. Let's introduce my boys. Check it. The Ghost Adventures crew, led by Honky Zack Bacon. Then there's Aaron Goody, Hilarious and Raven. Philitali is fierce. Jaywa's a little cutie. Stick him in a crawl space to catch some ghost booty. I miss him, Nick Groff, part of the OG crew, but he ghosted on the bunch. Let's start him something new. So tuck yourself in for a spooky little pod. I'm your host, Lynn, to give my boys a nod. Pump up the spirit box. Obviously. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back to I Love Ghost Adventures, the podcast. This is episode 16, sweet 16 of the podcast. And we will be talking about the latest Ghost Adventures episode, which was a screaming room. I believe this was episode 14 of the current season. So it was one of my favorite things, the Screaming Room episode. The episode's called The Mining Town of Rituals. I'm really excited because there's a couple more Screaming Rooms on the way. And then there is a four-part Ghost Adventures quarantine special, which, come on, I can't, I can't even express how excited I am about that. So I can't wait to see what it is. I think they're quarantined in Zach's museum. I'm not really sure, but it's going to be awesome. I know it, and I'm just super excited about it. Okay, so this episode was a screaming room, the mining town of Rituals, and it talks about the episode where they're in the Tin Tick Mining District in Utah. What's fun about this episode is there is a woman reporter like i think she's the head reporter for people magazine her name is julie jordan and she gets to investigate alongside the ghost adventures crew which is like a freaking dream i mean if i were her i would have been like so excited but she was great she was great. She was all in. She um, was, really wanted to experience it as the Ghost Adventures crew does. And she even talked about how being there legitimized what they do because she was there and she could sense things and see the things. And like it was amazing. Plus, People Magazine's like my favorite magazine. So that's cool because they have like true crime stories in it. So, um, love People Magazine, and hats off to Julie Jordan, who did a great job investigating with the Ghost Adventures crew, even though I'm super jealous, I can say she did a great job. Okay, so they start off this episode talking about the Spanish flu epidemic in 1917 and 1918, which was pretty uh, poignant, I guess, because, you know, we're dealing with this epidemic right now. Um, They said 500 people died in this tiny little mining town of Tintic. There were so many dead people. There were people dying that the undertaker just like rode his wagon through the streets. And it was basically like the Monty Python, bring out your dead. You know, and people would just like bring out their dead loved ones because they had expired from this flu. It is crazy. I mean, we're basically experiencing that now, but in a more sanitary way. 
You know, we actually have hospitals and ambulances and uh, funeral homes to come pick up our dead. Mm -hmm. But it's still pretty terrible. But thank God we don't have to drag them out into the street. Anyway, in this episode, too, they kind of split it up because then they go to this weird house up the mountain where this creepy guy and this creepy woman live and they do like strange rituals that's just a weird part of the episode but they start the episode and Zach immediately starts giving Aaron some shit because Aaron's putting on his like readers to see the camera and he's like you can tell that we've been doing this for 10 years and we're getting old when Aaron has to pull out his cheaters you know to see the camera which is really funny because I can't see anything without my reading glasses either and it's really frustrating. So I hear you, Aaron. I'm with you. Well, part of the problem is my eyesight got so bad that my contact lenses are for distance and they're so strong for distance. I can't see dingus in front of me because my contacts are for, for distance only. So I have to wear my reading glasses in order to read anything. That was a strange aside. Um, nobody cares. Okay, so, but that was a funny moment, making fun of Aaron with his reading glasses and the fact that they're, they've been together so long and they're getting old. We're all getting old. So they go to the Gatley house. This is a place with a well in it. And apparently someone had thrown a gun down this well. We don't actually know what the gun was used for. Like, what did it murder someone? And again, throwing things down wells. People don't understand how drinking water works and contamination. Apparently, back in whenever this was, the early 1900s. Dude, you just contaminated your entire drinking water source. Don't do that. So anyway, there's a gun down the well. And, uh... Zach starts giving Billy some crap now for not finding any ghosts down in the well. So I guess Billy was doing an experiment, like trying to find some ghosts, some proof of paranormal activity down the well. And uh, Zach's like, well, maybe you just didn't look very well. Or I think he said very good, which is incorrect, but which was kind of funny because uh, Zach's just giving him some crap for not finding anything. And then there's in this building there's a really weird set of stairs it kind of looks like a stairs to nowhere but i mean it's stairs to a door but it's not clear where that door goes to it kind of looks like it would be a door outside but it's just i don't know what the stairs lead to but zach goes up these stairs and he feels something like hurt his finger somehow like on the cross tattoo on his finger which was pretty interesting and then because it's a screaming room, the guys are talking about their experiences during the show and everything. And, you know, you see Zach put on his, you know, dust mask. And he explains that about his sensitivity to dust, which is why he wears the mask. But he's explained that in previous episodes, so I don't know why he felt the need to explain it again. But it was just, you know, one of those, you know, personal things I love about the screaming room where they just kind of talk about their personal selves, you know, and how 
it relates to the episodes. Okay, so they are using the full spectrum camera and it just, just stops working for Zach. He was trying to use it inside and it like to take pictures up the stairs and everything. And it just stopped working. Then they left the building and Jay's like, hey, look, it works now that we left the building. He's like, like shooting a whole bunch of pictures. So that was really weird. So they bring in Julie Jordan from People Magazine who had also had some experiences prior to the lockdown. And she was saying, like, when the when the lockdown started, that it was pretty amazing because there was no camera crew following them around. It was just them and their cameras, which is what I've said from the beginning of why I loved Ghost Adventures so very, very much compared to other ghost investigation programs because it's always just been the ghost adventures with their equipment and their own handheld cameras and their own X cameras during the lockdown. I just think that's so fabulous because it gives a sense of intimacy and legitimacy. You know, like if you have like camera crew following you around, A, it takes away, it just seems like a TV show, right? You know, you're like, it kind of like lessens the air of mystery and spookiness when you've got like a camera crew like um portals to hell you know it's just katrina weedman and jack osborne but they've got like their producers running around with them they've got camera crews and so it's like they show these wide shots and there's like five people in the room like not some of them not doing anything you know it's like and then there's just camera people like hanging out it's like what are you doing like that's anyway so okay so she points out the fact that it's just them and their cameras and it's like, yes, Julie Jordan, you are so cool because you are appreciating exactly what I appreciate about the Ghost Adventures crew. I'm just very happy that they had an awesome person with them and not like somebody really super annoying or something. So then the guys use the SLS camera, but they don't catch anything. You know, I love the SLS, but there's nothing there. Then they do catch on the night vision camera, an anomaly that looks like it's kind of like bounding down the stairs. It was pretty cool. It was like someone running down the stairs or maybe it could be someone t like tumbling down the stairs. I don't know, but it was like this little light anomaly was caught like bounding down the stairs. And then Julie Jordan feels a cold draft, but then they they debunk it. They uh, it was It was actually a crack in the wall. So debunked. She does that thing where she puts her hands up and says debunked, which was pretty funny because it fit perfectly in her hand when she did that. So Zach says, when we're looking for evidence, there's three kinds of evidence. There's authentic evidence, you know, like authentically paranormal that they can prove with their equipment or with more than one thing happening, whatever. Um, okay. There's authentic, there's unexplained, which means it could be paranormal or could not be paranormal, but it's unexplained. Like something weird happened. Nobody can really explain why it happened, but you can't say for sure that it's paranormal. So that was number two. And then the third kind of evidence is the debunked evidence. That's when, like in the other episode, when Billy kicks the truck, which hits the ball and the ball rolls down the stairs and it wasn't a ghost at all. It was Billy being putsy and tripping over a truck or a crack in the wall. So then Zach is, use, is using the digital recorder and he gets this EVP 
that's kind of aggressive says, walk back. <sighs> and uh, Zach's like, what is that about? And uh, he keeps playing it. And Julie, again, like I said, she states what the level of authenticity. And she's really impressed by this investigation. So then the guys, of course, if you're going to investigate with the Ghost Adventures crew, and especially your first time, you're going to be locked in somewhere by yourself. So they send Julie in by herself. They say it's like an initiation. You know, in the screaming room, Zach actually says that he sends other people in because he's actually afraid because he's afraid of the dark. Which, if that is true, he really puts himself... I mean, he makes a living out of going into dark places. That's weird. Like, if he's really afraid of the dark. Like, I'm afraid of the dark, but I'm more so afraid of what's in the dark. So it's not necessarily just the dark that I'm scared of. I hate not being able to see something. Like, it drives me crazy when I'm sitting in a room and it starts to get dark and no one turns on a light. I can't stand dim light, no light. So it's like I have to, like, run around and turn on all the lights because I can't stand just being in the dark because I can't stand not being able to see. Maybe that has something to do with my bad eyesight, you know? Anyway, so Zach says he's afraid of the dark, which, um, you know, like I said, he's in the wrong profession. That's true. All right, so um, Billy is left alone in the Gatley, Gatley building, and he starts provoking the spirits because nothing's happening, so he starts provoking the spirits. So the guys come back and ch check on him, and then... But just as they come back, like something like jumps off the wall at Billy. Like it like crashes down or flies at him. And then in the screaming room, Jay drops the snacks. Oh, come on. Don't drop the snacks. Number one rule of snacking, don't drop the snacks. Apparently it was a bowl of banana chips, which are kind of gross. But you know what are good? Trader Joe's makes a great plantain chips. Because I find banana chips to be like really uh, sweet and like perfumey. But these plantain chips that from Trader Joe's, they are not. They're, they're, they're not sweet. And they're just kind of like these like savory little chips. And they're really good with guacamole. Just FYI, if you're looking for something to eat with your guacamole and you don't have any tortilla chips. Okay, so yes. Jay klutzes the snacks on the floor and they're all like, no. You know, which is funny. And then um, back on the show itself, Zach gets another full sentence EVP. You can't really hear what the sentence is, but it definitely sounds like a full sentence. So then they break off from the mining town and go up the mountain to this weird, creepy house to a dark ritual guy, they call him, and uh, this weird lady... And they're watching them through, you know, with the X cameras that they set up. And they're being real cagey. Like, they're they're setting up for some ritual. And they're being real shifty about what they're doing. And they put, like, a mirror on the table as part of the ritual. But they don't know why that mirror is there. And the guy is being real cagey about it. He's like, I don't know why we need this mirror, but we just do. You know, which is strange. Jay is basically appalled by this guy because Jay knows how to do rituals and you do them correctly. You know, if you don't do a ritual correctly, bad things can happen, you know. So it's just 
It's just crazy. They're all like really hesitant about even going in there and doing this. So they end up, they do go in there and they're starting this like summoning ritual. And they all, when they're in the screaming room, they all talk about how they all had this sensation that something was just not right. Like this guy, there's something wrong with this guy, with what, how he's acting, with this whole ritual. And they, they leave when they're in the episode, they leave to go talk about it because they're like so freaked out and they leave poor Jay alone at the table and Jay's like freaking out because he's like what the heck why did they leave me alone with these weirdos and then the guy picks up like a dagger and stands behind Jay and Jay, Jay said in the screaming room he, Jay says he was so nervous but he was like he was saying like if I if I need to fight this guy I'm going to fight this guy. Like, he was so freaked out. He didn't know what was going on. But he was, like, getting in fight mode. Like, he thought, like, this guy was going to attack him. He didn't know. So, anyway, they start the ritual. And there's this weird moth that's flying around this guy's head while he's, you know, saying stuff for the ritual. Then the moth starts going through all the flames in the candle, which is so strange. Like, not just, you know, moths are attracted to flames. They were, like, that moth was flying into the flame. And not dying. Like, it was very strange. Even Zach was like, what the heck? Like, why isn't that moth doing that and it's not dead? So then um, Jay points out that they did the ritual incorrectly. And is like, if this is something you do all the time, how can you do it wrong? You know? And Jay's, like, appalled. Like I said, he's like, he knows his ritual stuff. And it's like, if you're going to do something, a ritual, especially a summoning ritual where, you know, you might be opening a portal, you have to do things right, you know, in the right order. And he was doing it in the wrong order. And Jay, in the screaming room, he talks about how when he does a ritual with the guys or whatever, he always explains every step that he does and why he's doing it, which is why I love Jay so much and the way he does his rituals. I think he's amazing. And it just, like, he's the best, okay? And trust Jay with your rituals because, he, A, he knows what he's doing. B, he'll explain what he's doing and why. And C, he will close the ritual when he's done because he's smart and he's responsible. So hats off to Jay for being amazing at rituals. So then Zach is, like, puts the SLS camera on this creepy guy, Ted, and this anomaly shows up right next to him. Like, so super creepy. Like, this guy is, like, attached. This ghost person. Seen in the SLS camera. You know how I love seeing through the SLS camera a figure. This figure is, like, right next to this guy. And then Zach gets a really strange EVP. It sounds like it says his name, Zach Bagan. And I think he asked, who, who is this attached to or something? And it, the ghost, the spirit, the whatever said Zach Bagans on the EVP. And then there was this horrifying, horrifying, absolutely terrifying, blood-curdling scream that was super demonic and was um, super scary. Like, everyone who heard it was like, oh my god, I don't want to ever hear that sound ever again, you know? Julie Jordan, like, covered her ears, like, oh my god, what the fuck was that? Like, I don't, like, that was the scariest thing I've ever heard. 
even the woman who lived there was like, what was that? And then she started accusing Zach of bringing something into the house. She's like, what did you bring to, into my house? Like, what's attached to you? Zach's like, I just brought myself, you know? He's like, I don't know what you guys are doing, but, you know. So, it was weird. It was a tense moment. Um, that was the episode. And uh, it was great because, you know, I love these screaming rooms and I love hearing from the guys about their how they were feeling during the episode and how freaked out they were that this was happening. Okay, so that was that episode. I loved it. I loved every second of it. You know how I do. Do love the Ghost Adventures crew and Screaming Room episodes. Okay, so then, like I always like to do, I go back and earlier in the week when they do one of those double episodes. So this double episode was called Screams of the Dead. Talk about screams again. I mean, we had that demonic scream, and now this episode's called Screams of the Dead. And again, it's an old episode. I think it was maybe from season six or something. Like, it was really old. And it had Nick in it. Yay! Hi, Nick! And um, the first of the two episodes was the old Charleston Jail, which is amazing because it's like the small-ish, I mean, it's a building, it's a big building. It's not, no, it's not a big building. It looks like a house. Like, that's how big this jail is. But 14,000 people died there. 14,000. And it's not a big building. So, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think they really emphasize that enough. That 14,000 people died in this little jail building that, uh, it's not big. It's not big, you know? And, uh, the, apparently the jail was known for having the first female serial killer named Lavinia Fisher. And she would poison her boarders or something, and then her husband would rob them and then kill them for money, basically. And she is known to have said, as she's on the gallows, about to be hanged, she says, if you have a message for the devil, tell me because I'm about to see him. Like, just boldly saying, I'm going to hell, and F you. No. Saying, I, if, you, if you have a message, let me know. I'm going to see the devil in a second. Who? And then apparently he, she runs off the gallows and try, <laughs> tries to hang herself, and she uh, apparently... it doesn't go well and she's like flailing and jerking about and like it takes her like 15 minutes to die because her neck didn't snap right away horrifying horrifying but this little old building is now like a school of building arts and part of it like it's kind of this cool little like architectural classroom but some of the building is not really touched. It still looks like what it did when it was a jail. Like you can see the cells um, marked out on the floor and they were small. They were like three feet by three feet cells. And the guy who was giving them the tour said in this, cells, in this cell room that when the guards or whoever was walking in that room, you could hear the sound of crunching lice eggs under their feet. I mean, gross. How gross is that? And the, he also said there were the maggots in the food. I mean, come on. That's probably why there are 14,000 people died there. Clearly, it was an unsanitary place. 
people were getting all sorts of diseases. I mean, you can't have lice and eat maggots and, like, not be okay. Like, that's not okay, okay? And then the guide, the guide himself said that one day he saw a figure in this reflection of the window, and when he, he saw, the he thought he was seeing something through the window, but then he realized that what he was seeing was a figure of a woman standing behind him. That's why I don't look in mirrors at night, because there's going to be something standing behind you, or in front of you, or your face is going to turn into a pig person. I don't know, but that's terrifying, okay? So this guy, he has a terrible, terrifying experience. And then, then the boys go on a little fun jaunt through Charleston. They have these horse-drawn wagons, and they have these horse tours. And uh, Zach goes up to them and is like, Hey, how does some fellas like us get hooked up with some horses like these? And then he's like, Oh, no. He's like, I'm not talking like like he and the boys were going to, you know, have some fun with the horses. Not It was, it was kind of funny. So he was like, that's not what I meant. So they get on uh, one of these wagons and they go on the horse tour because Zach's interested in investigating a place during the day, a place that's known to be haunted to see if they can get any evidence during the day because obviously ghosts are around all the time. They're not always around. They're not only around at night. So he wants to get some evidence during the day. So the guy goes to take him to um, this old bed and breakfast. But in the meantime, this horse lets loose and just pees all over, which was hilarious because Zach was like, I want to throw the urine marker. Apparently when the horse pees on the street, they throw out a little marker and the guy comes and hoses it down and whatever. Um, so Zach got to throw out the, the um, urine marker which was fun for him. And he and then he asked the driver, like, about the horse's poop. Like, he says, like, oh, it's like they're pooping in a bag. So the horse's poop in a bag in front of the driver. And he's like, does it, like, waft up? And do you smell that? Do you smell it? Is it, like, vapors? Because it kind of shakes a bit when when the when the poop's falling into the bag. Does the, and the guy's like, yeah, kind of. And so it's like this whole poop conversation. So that's, like, the levity of the show, which, you know, I love that as well. So many things I love about Ghost Adventures, they're all in these episodes. So they go to the Carriage House Inn, and that is like a bed and breakfast, and they, you know, do some EVP sessions, and then they give them to, they give the recorder to Billy to, to, um, to analyze what's on the recorders. And this is such an early episode. Billy is just the audio guy, right? And he's got a mohawk. It's hilarious. You can see him in, with these mohawks, like, in the way early episodes. Super, super funny because it just is. I don't know. It just is. Billy with a mohawk. It just uh, made me laugh. So the EVP they got was a voice saying, take the water away. That's what it sounded like. And Nick and Zach were up in this bedroom, and they had there was a water bottle on the table, and they were saying, move this water bottle, knock the water bottle down, do something to show us that you're here, you know, do something with this water bottle. And they got the EVP, take the water away. 
So that was kind of cool because it was relevant to what they were saying. And then they're back at the jail and they introduce Dakota Layden for the first time. What, 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 what? So Dakota, apparently, he's so young. I think he has wearing he has braces on. It's so funny. And his dad's there. Daddy's there because he's so young. Um, he's a winner of some mashup video contest. So he gets to investigate with the Ghost Adventures crew. Again, super jealous. And then Dakota goes on to become part of the Ghost Adventures crew for a few years behind the scenes. Like he's a camera guy. Like he works the cameras. And now you guys probably know that Dakota has his own show called Destination Fear that he does with his sister and his best friend and they go to places and they spend the night. We can talk about that show different another time. I like it, but there's like things I don't like about it. But anyway, so Dakota shows up for the first time on Ghost Adventure, yay, and his dad, and they are using the spirit box. And Zach says what Lavinia says. He says, Lavinia, if you're here, when you were up on the gallows, you said, if any of you have a message for, you know, blank, and then he gets a voice through the spirit box that says, the devil, which is exactly what she said. If any of you have a message for the devil. So that was pretty intriguing. So Zach asks, you know, calls out to Lavinia, is like, is that you, Lavinia? And, she, and a woman's voice says, yeah. Oh, Aaron then sees a ball of light that kind of turns into a mist. And then they get some unexplained knockings. And then Nick puts himself in a jail cell. Like there's actual jail cells there. So he kind of locks himself into a jail cell by himself. And then he's like, you know, doing EVP sessions, trying to get something. And something huge crashes in the other room. And so they go to investigate and they're not really sure what it is. It looks like maybe something a construction, a bag of construction materials may have fallen and, but there was no wind, all the wind, all the windows were closed. I think it's one of those unexplained you know, phenomena, like they can't really say it's paranormal or not, but um, that happens. It was really loud. And then Nick, while he's in the cell, is feeling coldness all around him, like he's feeling surrounded and he gets an EVP that says, you make me mad which was, you know, a little bone chilling. So they take the dad and they stick him in this like solitary confinement cell by himself in the total darkness. So he he gets to sit in this total darkness by himself with just like a recorder and a camera on him, clearly. And he's in there for like over an hour. He's in there for like 78 minutes, I believe, which is pretty brave. And uh, while he's in there, they hear some footsteps coming down the hall where he is and some uh, a loud bang near him. And then Dakota, they go to investigate, you know, and they, um, Dakota sees a ball of light, like a mist thing, kind of what, like what Aaron saw. Okay. And then they check the recorder that was in the cell with the dad and they get an EVP that sounds like yelling, like people yelling. <laughs> So I guess that's one of the screams of the dead, hence the title. But then they also get an EVP that says, let me out. And another one that says, I want to go, which all makes sense because it's jail, right? Everyone wants to get out and they want to go. So these could be, you know, residual voices 
that are just like part of this building, you know, like that, like all the yelling, like they hear, like that's just part of the building now because of all the energy. So Nick, his camera dies, and I think the full spectrum camera dies, and then Aaron feels really sick and kind of drained. So that that's basically all what happens. That's that's basically the evidence of that episode. It was a cool episode, lots of fun fun bits, you know, with the horses and everything. And uh, we get to meet Dakota for the first time, which is also hilarious. Um, and he, also, he's super lucky because not only does he win this contest and gets to investigate with the Ghost Adventures crew the one time, he gets to be part of the Ghost Adventures crew for like years. <sighs> Someday, maybe. Okay. Oh, when Aaron is feeling sick, I forgot to mention, when Aaron feels sick and he's feeling drained, he gets an EVP that says, get off him. So, like, is a ghost telling another ghost to get off him and stop making him sick? Or what is it? Um, or they is it just a residual thing where, like, you know, some guy's, like, getting up on some other guy and it's just a residual get off him? Like, hey, leave this guy alone. Okay. Now, the second episode in the double episode is in Bisbee, Arizona. And this, apparently, is a very strange town. Um... Apparently, it's filled with artists who are also on acid or something. I don't want to just, you know, blanketly say that they're all mentally ill. Because they're probably not all mentally ill. But they're, they're, they're just very strange. So, they've either taken a lot of drugs or they're just, hey man, free spirits, right? So, whatever. You can be weird. And apparently, in Bisbee, everyone's weird. So, it was very strange. Zach himself was wearing a weird outfit, but let's not even talk about that. Zach was talking to this woman who was a tour tour guide, and he was saying um, there was, I think it was another mining town, and he's like, oh, there, all these mining towns have these, you know, prostitute stories, and he's like, I really enjoy these prostitute stories, and so he, he's like, I don't really, okay, no, I don't really mean I enjoy the prostitutes, I enjoy, like, the hauntings from these... You know, trying to dig himself out of a hole. It was it was amusing, you know, Zach, with his love of prostitutes. So the assistant manager of this place has this experience where he says he leaves this room, like he's the only one in there other than the, the manager because he's being trained. He leaves this room to go into the other room. He's gone for maybe 65 seconds, he thinks. And when he comes in, these heavy-ass couches are, like, rearranged, like, you know, pushed, one's pushed this way, one's pushed that way, blah, blah, blah. So Zach tries to recreate this to see if it's a paranormal phenomenon or maybe the, somebody was really messing with him and moved these couches on him. So they time him, the guy leaves to do what he was doing that day. And so they start the timer, and Zach tries to, like, push these couches, they're super heavy couches apparently, and like move this furniture all around and the guy comes back it's less than 65 seconds that he but he had moved the furniture and he said, well, the conclusion I have here is that I am out of shape, you know, which is funny Zach's funny he's out of shape because he's sitting there huffing and puffing, so they figure though if someone was moving the furniture 
and playing a prank on them, they this guy would have caught him because he would have been like huffing and puffing and probably would have seen him leaving the room because it took pretty long. Pretty long. Okay, so they go to the, this Copper Queen Hotel because they're going to investigate there and they're doing a pre-investigation. And uh, Zach is like mesmerized with this nudie pic on the wall, this portrait of a nude woman. It's kind of funny. And then somehow Aaron whacks his nads on these uh, bar stools, which was mildly amusing. That's not the that's not the only time he's he whacks his uh, his uh, junk on a chair. There's another episode um, where he does as well. I can't remember which one that was, but anyway. So that was kind of amusing. And then Zach gets this idea because they're only seven miles from the Mexican border. He's never seen a, a border wall before. So he really wants to see the border wall between um, between Arizona and Mexico. So they drive the seven miles to the border wall and there's like, they're like, we should probably not be doing that. And they get out of the car to walk over there. And they're like, there's all these like warnings across the TV screen. Like, don't do this. No, you really shouldn't do this. Like, you shouldn't walk up. To, you know, it was funny. But they go to the, they get to the wall. They touch the wall. Um, and more of the ghost adventures, adventures and levity. So then they start investigating the Oliver house. Well, there was like a massacre there and a, and a single murder too. And Zach starts feeling something there. And he gets his name, Zach, on the spirit box. And then he gets what sounds like a woman screaming on the spirit box, which is pretty chilling, which is, I guess, also one of the screams of the dead. Why this episode is named that, okay. So he gets this woman screaming through the spirit box then he gets the a, a voice again a woman's voice i believe that says i'm angry that could just be residual i i don't know if he asked a question like why why are you screaming or whatever it, it just says then the, the voice says i'm angry and then they they're split up they're in this oliver house nick's upstairs alone um, they're all in like different rooms. They get this weird chain sound, like a, it sounds like a huge chain, like kind of hitting the ground, um, and no one can tell where it came from, or and there's no like chain on the ground. So at the same time that this chain sound happens, Aaron gets a laugh EVP. Like Aaron gets an EVP of someone laughing at the same time, which is kind of creepy. Okay, then they go to the Copper Queen Hotel which was built in 1902 and it was the longest continuous running hotel in Arizona just for some history and there's supposed to be a spirit of a little boy named Billy who drowned um so there's a little boy ghost named Billy and there is said to be a there's a sex worker named Julia who had supposedly hanged herself she died by suicide with a rope um, because she fell in love with one of her customers who was a married man and was, you know, shunned her, basically. That's how the story goes. And that she died by suicide by hanging herself in the hallway of the Copper Queen Hotel. So Zach actually gets an EVP that says, put the rope down, which clearly, um, I mean, if it was related to Julia like 
who was saying that and were they talking about her and were they trying to prevent her from killing herself? I don't know. It was just a little, it was intriguing. Let's just say that. It was hard to hear at first, but they slowed it down and you could totally hear it once they, once they uh, slowed it down and said, put, put the rope down. So Zach also gets a millimeter spike and they're in the bathroom of, I think, of Billy's room and the, the spirit box voice says Billy and then the voice also says he's hurt Zach is trying is trying an experiment because apparently when you someone has an, had an experience when they turned on the water on the tub they heard Billy screaming and he so he was like he turned on the water and he got a, a voice saying Billy and then when Zach goes to touch the water which is hot he gets the voice that says he's hurt what I think it is they don't really talk about, you know, what these voices mean, but um, I think the voice is trying to say, Billy, he's hurt. Like, like informing them, like, hey, Billy's here, he's hurt, he's drowning, maybe he burned himself, whatever. But that's, that's my take on it. So then Nick is using the digital recorder in the bathroom, and he gets, like, a knock on the wall. And then he gets, like, another kind of knock. Um, Nick says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn on the water now. And he gets another knock on the on the wall. And then it was so cool. It was one of those things that I loved so much where I saw it happen too. Like the shower curtain where Nick is standing totally moves. And it looks really deliberate. Like someone pulling it. Like it, you could totally see it. And I was like, oh my god, the shower curtain moved. And right before Zach said, dude, the shower curtain just moved. Because Nick did not see it right away. So he watched the tape back and he saw the shower curtain move and it was really cool. And they tried to debunk it. They tried to see if like the shower curtain was touching the water and because the water was running, it kind of pulled it. The shower curtain was not touching the water. And if it was gonna move like somehow due to gravity, like if Nick bumped it or something, it would have happened immediately. But it was like, he turned on the water and then he stepped away. And then the shower curtain totally like pulled and moved. So that was really, really super, provocative, I guess you might say. And then um, Aaron is in Julia's room. He's lying on the bed. He's got some money out. He's trying to get her to come to him. I don't think he really gets anything when he's there alone, but Nick's alone in Billy's room. And that's when they start to hear like footsteps coming down the hall and it's really, really loud. And he gets an EVP. He says, who's here? And the EVP says, nobody's here. And then they get another EVP that says, he's coming over here. The nobody's here, I guess, sounds like it's an, an, an intelligent response to Nick's question. Whereas the he's coming over here doesn't necessarily make sense. Or it could, it could be, it could be still, I guess, intelligent or it could just be residual. Okay, so that was pretty much all the evidence I wanted to talk about from those double episodes. So excited for this lockdown, the quarantine episode, but next week, um, or this coming week, is another screaming room, which makes me so happy. I'm just so happy. Any new ghost adventures makes me super happy. Looking forward to the screaming room, and then looking forward to the four-part quarantine special starting on June 11th. So, whoa, I can't even wait. Okay, guys, I hope everybody's doing okay, wearing your mask, doing your social distancing. 
like I said last week, things are starting to open up, but I hope people are being responsible because it really scares me because, you know, I've had to see people dying firsthand um, from this virus and it's frightening. So please be careful. Please don't crowd together if you can help it. And if you can't wear a mask, please. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. You guys have been sticking with me. 16 episodes. I love it. Um, please send me an email at iloveghostadventurespodcast at gmail.com. Tell me what you like. Tell me what your favorite episode is. Tell me what your favorite piece of evidence is. Tell me what your favorite silly moment is. Who knows? Just tell me something. Let me know you're out there. Or you can follow me or you follow the podcast at I Love GAC Podcast on Twitter. That's at I Love GAC Podcast. Okay. Thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. And I will talk at you later. Goodbye.